You're listening to Season 11, Episode 171, recorded on June 8th, 2021, live from Austin, Texas, with hosts Becky Jo Neal and Kim Stacy. Our musical guest is Neutral on Paul. But first, our show is possible thanks to our patrons and sponsors. Join our community to get exclusive access to content, merch, your own spotlight, and more for as little as $1 a month. Your support helps us continue to showcase local artists. Sign up at CIMP.live. That's CIMP.live. Thank you for supporting local live music. And remember, to give the podcast a five-star rating, every rating helps these artists get discovered by new fans. And now, brought to you by Music First Hand and their live music booking app, here's comedians interviewing musicians. And welcome uh, to episode what 171 Jesus H of comedians interviewing musicians. My name is Becky Joniel. I am joined by the lovely and talented Tom Lamb of Neutral on Paul. Hi. He said hi. <laughs> uh, thanks again, Tom, for being here. Really appreciate it. Right on. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it too. As soon as you said hey, my dog turned around at me like what? Can I help you, ma'am? No. Um, obviously, Kimberly is not here with us tonight. She's having some family issues. So if everybody could spend, send her some good love and good vibes uh, her way, that would be much appreciated. Um, but we are here. It is episode 171. Where the hell does the time go? Thanks to all the Facebook people who are tuning in right now, slowly meandering in uh, to the live feed. And thanks again to our patrons and sponsors uh, for obviously supporting us through this insane last 15, 18 month, whatever. It's April 53rd, as far as I'm concerned. I don't know what year it is anymore, but thank you for your continued support. We really appreciate you. And we have a bunch of good shit cooking for you. Um, Kimberly and I, it's uh, no secret. We've got a little uh, TV show going that we've been editing for you. And we are ready and willing to bring it to you as patrons. So if uh, you want to tell your friends that we've got some good stuff in the books, let them know and join our Patreon. For as little as a dollar, you can support us lowly comedians. And uh, <laughs> I know, Tom, you've got uh, Venmo. And it's just neutral on Paul, Venmo, and pay, pay, PayPal? I think so. Thick. And did you um, pick a favorite emoji so that people can tip you uh, with the fist bump in your emoji? Sure, yeah. I like the face that does this, where it's like... Oh, the eek face? Like, ooh. Yeah, I send that to my wife every day, five times. So. She's like, no context. What is it? What did I do? <laughs> you just send that like, the laundry's not done. Ooh. She's like, I know what you mean. So, okay. So if you're having a good time today, please, please, please consider uh, Venmoing uh, Neutral on Paul on Venmo and on PayPal with a fist bump and the ooh emoji uh, so that they know they can uh, track your tips from the show. And uh, thanks again to, ooh, we've got, who's here? We've got a couple of people hanging out. Thanks y'all for tuning in. Um, We are going to film a Patreon exclusive at the end of this. So if you like what you're about to see, please consider joining our Patreon so you can see the backstage exclusive content uh afterwards any hoozle how have you been doing in isolation what have you been doing to entertain yourself got any good quarantine stories uh well i made this album like hey (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah so that happened like literally in april we like knocked it out but you know basic bitch quarantine we did bread we did cookies 
uh, tie-dye. We did all the things that you're supposed to do. So I feel like we checked a lot of boxes. I feel good about it. Oh, hell yeah. And I know, I know you're a dad. Yep. What was um, parenting through this? Like, did was there any like weird, beautiful silver linings to it or just absolute craziness? Uh, it was wild. You know, like picking him up for never ending spring break was really weird. Um, I've got, we've got a five-year-old and a six-year-old. So my, our little guy was literally in pre-K and we picked him up for spring break and he never went back. So we literally just like put him in the car and he never went back to that school again, which was bonkers. So he didn't get to say bye to those teachers or friends or any of that, which was super weird. But, you know, we, we, uh, we did well at home with all the Zooming. We had four Zooms going on simultaneously between school and work many, many times. And we pulled it off. Uh, everyone's alive. Everyone seems to be thriving at this point. You do a little head check every day. Roll call. Like, no. <laughs> yeah. we, had, we had no losses. So that was good. Yeah. No. Yeah, meanwhile, I, I, your son just went to go get cigarettes to his pre-K and they were like, what the hell? <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. I mean, kudos for you. Honestly, I think my, I watched my sister parent three kids through the pandemic, and I I don't know how anybody handles that amount. Kudos to you, and congratulations for making it through without any serious yeah. injuries. I'm honestly, super impressed by the kids. Like the kids could have been they they had every excuse to do everything wrong and learn nothing for the last year, and they killed it. So I'm really impressed by them. I like them more than I did. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Shout out to the babes. You're the real ones. Yeah, we appreciate you. <laughs> I, I asked um, this question usually towards the end of the show, but I think because you've been a simultaneous parent slash teacher slash moderator for education for the last couple of months, give or take a dozen. Um, we go back to school. We got them back in. So we were, we yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're back. They're back. <laughs> they're, they're, back. they're thriving. Um, yeah. But we, I like to think of this um, cute little alternative world in Austin, where at the end of every spring, there's this beautiful summer camp for Austin musicians. And I like to ask my musician guests, if you were a camp counselor at the Austin summer camp, for boys and girls and theys and, and gays who want to learn to be singer songwriters, what would you teach? Some people say like finances, some people say songwriting, some people say style, like what would be the neutral on Paul class you could take at this summer camp? I like this. Uh, following instincts. Ooh. And this is gonna sound crazy, risk taking because I feel like I got through most of life without taking many risks. And my, my little guy, our five-year-old, he's got a crush on a girl. He won't, he won't tell her. And, and like, he, he lied about it for a while and told us that she knew what was up for a minute. Yes. And then like after like two months, finally he was like, I gotta, I gotta be real. <laughs> she has no clue and I can't tell her because it makes me very scared. Like he, you know, he told us that straight up. So, and, but I've been like, man, you know, let it fly, let her know. And you know, maybe something cool will happen. Maybe something terrible will happen. And if something terrible happens, you get to write an album. So that would there be- There we go. That would be- Turn that pain my, into art. I am. That would be, that would be my, my advice for 
for for little kids going into singing and songwriting would be to uh, try to fall on your face. Oh, yeah. I, I told my uh, pre-pandemic Esther's uh, my main gig, uh, the Follies did a kids camp every summer and we got ages six to 16. Most of them were under 13 because theater camp is not cool for 16 year olds, whatever. But <laughs> we had a bunch of kids who were super afraid to act big yeah. or to, you know, act to the end of the house. And we, I would always tell them like, you can't, when you do something 110%, there's no holes yeah. for people to pick apart. Like you're so right. Risk-taking is important. Also for the people who are watching this, my hands are not dead. I dyed my hair blue yesterday and my fingers look like I run the props on fear the walking dead. And I apologize. <laughs> it's a little creepy, potentially a risk, right? Yes. Some <laughs> witch fingers coming at you. Um, we're going to uh, take this little opportunity for me to, I don't know, um, call a doctor about my fingers and we're going to hear a song from neutral on Paul. If you are having a good time, please click that Venmo link. We have it. Uh, pinned in the comments as well as a ticker at the bottom of this uh, screen. It's at Neutral on Paul on PayPal and on Venmo. Send a fist bump and an emoji so they know it's real. And this is the first song from Neutral on Paul. Enjoy, ladies and gentlemen. It's a song called Pills. We got that bad Position. We'll take the hard way out You can call it what you will You can call it what you will You can call it what you will Pills They knew the kind That was the uh, first beautiful song from Mr. Neutral and Paul or Tom Lamb, if you uh, if you're nasty, I guess. Uh, this is the segment of our show. Obviously, Kimberly is not here again. Just Venmo her. She's had a hard couple of months <laughs> at Kim St at yes, Kim Stacy on Venmo, I believe. Just, you know, you don't even have to do an emoji. Just send her money. Uh, <laughs> and 
she uh, does some creeping on your Instagram and your socials, and she has some questions for you. We call this the span mail. Um, her first question is on your Instagram. You have a cute pic of an up and coming young rocker. The caption reads, he has great hair, but he can't tie his shoes and doesn't own a van. What is something you look for in a band member and what is a deal breaker? Uh, well, I mean, the ultimate is a good hang. Like if you're not having fun with your band homies, like there's absolutely no point. So the, uh, the deal breaker would be if you're a turd. There we go. Sayonara turds. (laughs) So bingo, bingo. Good question, Kim. So a good hang and you can't be a turd. F- yeah. Fair enough. Um, yeah. Is great hair or tying shoes important to you on a tour? I mean, you know, well, I would I would say it's gravy. You need gravy once in a while or it's just a dry Thanksgiving dinner. So you got to have gravy. Uh. <laughs> You're looking for someone who can hang, isn't a turd and is the wettest turkey Thanksgiving dinner deal. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. If you're, especially if you're going to hang out in a van for weeks or whatever people are doing while on tour. Yeah. Yeah. Is that okay? Do you have any um, tour knowledge? I always like this question is always great because people always give the most random things. Like I can't remember what artist it was. Was like, oh, you don't poop on the bus. Like, what is your what is your tour survival? Uh, I've I've never I've never gotten the opportunity to do like a big van tour or anything like that. I basically took I took 10 years off of music until Brandon Callies, our friend, uh, pulled me off of a bench and was like, hey, man, I need you to make some music with me. So I didn't do that. But I will say I've done a good amount of driving with our drummer. His name is Richard. And that dude is the greatest like just a driving conversationalist and and if you can do that you should run for president like if you are a great driving conversationalist he's the best he asks questions he engages he will be a little bit vulnerable but not weird about it you know what i mean like you won't get too far with it which is a really that's a good way to spend time with somebody on a road trip is for them not to be odd yeah like don't don't open with your gout or whatever you know (laughs) it's a little a little odd i did i did have a lyft driver recently that i i don't i'm not a narc i don't report people very often but there is actually this is pro tip for any person who uses lyft you can report a driver for flirting now that's a thing you can report them for flirting which you should have always i am alone in your car yeah you do not get to take this opportunity because I am vulnerable and literally in your back seat. <laughs> it's not. Yeah. We're not at a bar. I didn't accept a drink you bought me. I paid you to pick me up. So just so you know, you can report a person on Lyft for flirting and being weird now. And you can report them for not wearing their masks. I got in. This guy was like, you don't need your mask. I was like, I'm good. Yeah. Like, the dude who tells me I don't need my mask. Hard, hard left probably is the guy I need my mask around. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> mm-hmm. We're all different. Uh, okay, so the next uh, Kimberly question. Oh, God, as my phone almost dies. Most of your cover art is of birds. Kim hates birds. I'm actually terrified. What is a fear of yours and what freaks you out? Also, like my Brandon, Brandon does most of your album art, right? 
Well, he's he's done some art for me. There's a tattoo artist in Austin that did like the album cover. Um, so that weird bird with the vines growing out of it. That's that's another guy. But Brandon does a ton of art for me as well. And it's awesome. Brandon's killer. Yeah. You follow Brandon Callie's art on Instagram. But what what is a fear of yours? What freaks you out? Uh, So, I mean, I live in Dripping Springs and we've got scorpions like a mofo and there are scorpions kind of everywhere. Um, And I've only been hit a couple of times, but I hate them. And I like recoil. I was behind like a little, we have an outbuilding on the side of our property. And I like picked up an old piece of wood and there was one with like babies on its back. Nope. Yeah. Like a, a thousand babies and i i mean i don't jump well but i like i got up and out pretty like pretty quick and i i and i I dreamt about it it was a nightmare i literally had a nightmare about the baby scorpion situation and i i did kill them i killed all of them just killed them all one fell swoop goodbye big foot yeah there's okay i um i think it's maybe a noise thing but and I'm sure someone someone's going to correct me and be like, they're actually called this. But I know like the the hard shell bugs, like scorpions yeah, and yeah. like the, the millipedes that crunch when they and move. Like exoskeleton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't do robots because they make noise when they move. And I don't like actually centipedes, millipedes and scorpions because they make noise when they move. Yeah, they're gnarly. Like they just click and clacking around like they're a drag queen on 72 feet. And like, no, no, I hate it. And I saw uh, a mill, I think it was a millipede. I don't know. I know the difference is the amount of feet they have. I wasn't fucking counting. I was running and crying. But my mom, we were in Hawaii and they had like a glue trap for the mice uh, because there's no snakes on Hawaii. So the mice are kind of gnarly. And I, of course, I freed like two mice that weekend with olive oil. I was like, this is inhumane, but like they caught a millipede on that thing. And I was like, burn it. I don't care. I hope we burn it in front of its entire family. I don't want to see this thing. Ever. It was like 13 inches long. It was swiveled around this foot long glue trap. And it was like, so it had to be well over a foot. Uh, no, yeah. never again. How do we share a planet with that? It's crazy. Why, why doesn't that thing have its own planet by now? It's clearly the superior race. <laughs> the thing is, I don't care if it doesn't think or it thinks in just like clicking and whirring. I hate it. I hate it. Yeah. Oh, God. Scorpions. Fair. I feel you on that. It's the, no- oh, it's the noise. I hate it. Um, okay. So this is Kim's miniature game because she uh, called me out because I did not see this game coming. I don't know how I didn't, but she texted me earlier today. Please tell me you have a game where he asks, where, where you ask him what he thinks about certain subjects and, and call it hot, cold, or neutral. And I was like, damn it. I did not. I was going to make him guess famous celebrities named Paul, but you know, so she gave me a mini game. Uh, Tell us if you are hot, cold, or neutral on these hot, uh, on these hot, meaning passionate, cold, being don't give a shit and neutral as in could go either way. Okay. Uh, the first one is true crime documentaries. Ooh, hot. Oh yeah. Hot. That shit is rad. Stain. Yeah. So good. Do you have a, a current favorite or a recent obsession? Mm, that's a great question. Um, we watched that, that hotel thing on Netflix and that was the elevator foot. What's that called? I can't remember. Yeah, the Hotel Cecil one. Yeah. yeah, that one. That elevator footage, that fucked me up. 
Like I was, I was terrifying. That was terrifying. But like the resolution wasn't what you want. You know what I mean? Like, right. Also, can we focus on the fact like they were focusing on the, all these like what could have potentially happened to her. But no one dwelled on the fact that people drank dead yes. girl tea. Yes. That shit was so gross. For <laughs> days. My wife people- and I were both like, they were talking about brown water coming out of the tap from decomposed person. That is jacked. That I I cannot fathom a worse. And like the poor woman who was on there like, yeah, I'm the girl that drank the dead girl tea. And I'm like, why would you show your face? It's the worst kombucha ever. Like, oh my God. Yeah. Like someone's like, this IPA is fucked up. <laughs> this is not okay. Okay. Uh, how about Woody Allen films? <laughs> Boo. Boo. I Speaking that. of trash water. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I heard on a, I heard, I didn't get a chance to watch that documentary, the Ronan Farrow thing on mm-hmm. HBO. I haven't watched it yet. I hear it's very biased, whatever. Uh, and I've heard that like, there's some people out there that don't think that Woody Allen is trash. He's, I think he's trash. I think he's a bad yeah. person. He's probably We're bad talking person. like legally we can watch how terrifying the grooming alone, just sir, sir. Nope. nope. Yeah, she also said Woody, Woody Allen films, but then she sent like the barf. Oh God, as I throw my microphone, she sent the barf emoji and then like the the zipper over the mouth, like it's yeah. Um The next one is pineapple on pizza. I'm neutral. I mean, whatever. Yeah, is it good pineapple? Is it good pizza? Do I care? How do yeah. I? I I get more mad about people who hate on it. Yeah, people get really passionate about that shit. Now, I mean, whatever. You like what you like. Who cares? I'm being right, like, I often find that people who bitch about pineapple being on pizza have way shittier opinions. Sure. Well, they should probably like read a book, do something else. Like, there's yeah. other things to do than worry if, about pizza. If time. you don't, if you don't accept pineapple on pizza, you're probably one of those people that doesn't see color. Like, go to bed, read a book. Um, how do you feel about Ed Sheeran? I. Don't give a fuck about it. <laughs> I don't know. Every millennial girl I went to high school with wedding song. That's what I think yeah. about it. I don't like his tiny guitar. He plays like a three quarter size guitar and that. Whatever, man. I read that that was because he was trying to make himself seem normal size. And then he's actually a very tiny person. I mean, I'm like Dolly Parton wears like a big ass thing yeah. and like. Be One, fine. Be, it's okay to be whatever, man. Like I'm trying to tell my kids that it's okay to be whatever. Who cares? Just roll it's with true. it. We all try to tell our kids that everything's fine. But if some the female equivalent of Ed Sheeran tried to play guitar and sing pop music, they'd be like, "Why are you so average and gingery?" <laughs> You're all, probably right. All all men can play music as long as they have a tiny guitar. Uh, how do you feel about Coldplay? Coldplay? Yeah. I'm passionate. Can I give you multiple answers? Old Coldplay loves it. Tommy loves it. The first two Coldplay albums are bad to the bone. Gorgeous. Uh, the, that Parachutes album is incredible. After that, no fucks. So, yeah. But yeah, that I, Parachutes album is great. I think more the 
like people who are like, Yoko Ono ruined the Beatles. I'm like, yeah, but what about the Gwyneth Paltrow fucking up Coldplay? <laughs> Did she? I guess well, I, I didn't. She got there right when they started getting shitty. And then she popped out a kid named Apple Martin, All right. like a dick. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna believe you. I have a massive popular culture black hole from like 2004 to now. <laughs> like, <I> <laughs> we're learning everything today. Yeah, um, yeah, come at me. Bring bring. I need some wrinkles in this brain. What's up? <laughs> there are. There's four more. Uh, the Harry Potter universe. Neutral. I, I so my wife has been saving the books. My wife is a. She reads constantly. Um, she doesn't always read great stuff. Sorry, Amanda, if you're watching, but, uh, she reads, we're allowed to read trash. <laughs> sure. She reads like three books a week. It's crazy. She's just shredding at all times, but she's never read the Harry Potter books, saving them for, I think Piper, our daughter. I think that's the plan is they want to do it together, which is adorable. And I'll get in then and maybe I'll care, but I do not care. Yeah. My sister never read a book in her damn life. And then in college, read the Harry Potter series and now is a freak Harry Potter nerd. Yeah. Loves all of it. I'm like, if you can get into it as an adult, it's probably pretty good. But people but I haven't it, read. Right? That. Yeah. People. Also, I would love to be able to go to Disney Potter World and like know what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know what it looked like if it hit me in the face. I, I'm that clueless on Harry Potter. I went to I saw one movie. Uh, my roommate in college wanted to go because he's a nerd uh, and he's he's in Brandon Callie's band, too. So I can call him a nerd and look at his face later. But um, we went and it was like one of those midnight showings for the first Harry Potter movie. And I had no fucking clue what was going on. There were all these dorks dressed up real dorky. And I went and saw the movie and I, the movie was fine. But I was like, I don't understand why anyone cares enough to dress up. Don't get it. I, I, I'd never dress up for one, but I did go to two Harry Potter midnight premieres as a teenager. Cause I am one of those, uh, freak millennial where I was 13 when he got his first or 11, like I was the same age as him when the book came out for the first one. Okay. So it was like, Oh, these are my people. Like I see it. <clears throat> and my friend, Sarah, my high school friend, Sarah, she and I went, I was supposed to meet her at this midnight premiere and I couldn't find her anywhere. And I was like, where the fuck is she? She was fully dressed as Hagrid and she had big black curly hair. She had like big black curly hair and she had this huge um, beard on and no one, like everyone was like, oh, great Hagrid costume, dude. And he was like, thank you. And she like sat behind us in the movie all the time. I was like, hello, friend. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> she came out of fucking nowhere. She's fully dressed as Hagrid. She wore like big ass platform boots. Like, it was nuts. Okay. <laughs> Good for her. I mean, well, oh, oh, I thought this for some reason I read large public restrooms, but it's large public proposals. Okay. Uh, <laughs> large. Okay. So we're going with restrooms or proposals. I'm sorry. Do uh, no, both. Both large public restrooms. Great. Spread it out. <laughs> Spread it out. Uh, Yes. I'll walk to the very end. I'll go 200 yards to pee. Fine by 75 uh, stalls. Not going to yeah. stop me. Yeah. Right. Uh, and large proposals. Um, so I proposed to my wife in an airport. Like, so, so if I say I don't like it, that's a problem. But if I were to see some, if like, if I were walking through a park or whatever and somebody was going ham on a proposal, I would. I roll. I was. I would be eye rolling. So I'm sure there were people rolling their eyes at me, uh, 
shit, 14 years ago. Uh, much like I would be eye-rolling at whatever was going on if I saw it in public. So I'm going to be neutral on it. There we go. <laughs> so just to protect the the um, <laughs> unknown in this situation. Um, and the last one is kids with their own cell phones. Hate it. So hard. <laughs> Hate it. I despise it. I mean... I think one of the reasons we moved from Austin to Dripping Springs was to like kind of avoid that kind of life. Maybe I'm not really sure. Um, but yeah, then no, we're, we're a hard no on cell phones until at least 12. Maybe I, we haven't really talked about it, but if I'm making decisions for my, for my family uh, on the fly, it's 12, 12 years old. They can have the phone. Yeah. That makes the most, I mean, I, the only reason I got a phone was because I started doing after school activities that I needed to contact yeah. my mom for. And it was in the age of buildings were getting rid of landlines because everyone had a cell phone. So I couldn't actually call my mom from the YMCA. <laughs> it just like didn't I'm like, well, the people have phones, but it just isn't. I also feel like there's just so much pressure, but then there's also pressure to be like a cool kid who has a, I'm like, what? What does Tiffany have with Snapchat that another 12 year old can't just go outside and get? I hate I hate how much I'm on my phone and like my kids will blow me up for paying attention to my phone and they are right to do so. And I like hate it, hate it, hate it. Burning fire. Woody Allen level hate. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Woody Allen just pops on like what if Woody Allen had a position on hating kids with phones? Would I have to take the opposite position regardless of what his position was? Right. Like, would you take yeah. the opposite just just based on? Shit. Well, Woody Allen's not in my life. I've got kids, so. True. And he also, he plays a clarinet. I own a clarinet. So we're going to see eye to eye on a couple of things, but he's still a piece of shit. I bet he's a pineapple on pizza hater. I bet he's one of those people that's like, morally, I'm superior to you because I don't put pineapple on my pizza, but send me your 14-year-old daughters to adopt and then marry. So it's fine. Yeah, we'll all make sense of it. That was Kimberly's stand mail section. Gotta say, she did also ask for an opinion on Nickelback. I feel like most people share that. I don't, I mean, I don't want to listen to Nickelback, just just like I assume you don't want to listen to Nickelback. But like the fact that they've just become this punching bag for, there's shittier stuff than Nickelback. Oh, yeah. My music is worse than Nickelback's. I'm not true. That, okay. You know what I mean? Uh, they were very popular for a reason. People love Nickelback. So I don't understand and, why they're punching back. Well, I mean, at least, well, okay. There's that one comedian that talks about like, why is everyone so mean to Guy Fieri? Like, what did he ever do to anybody? They're like, you know, Guy Fieri's officiated over a hundred gay weddings. What do you hate about Guy Fieri? And I'm like, yeah, well, but Nickelback, Nickel, the dude from Nickelback, dated Avril Lavigne and then there was that conspiracy theory that she was dead and they replaced her and I'm just going to blame Chad Kroger on that one. I'm just going to pretend yeah. that he killed her and hired a stunt double. So I'm not going to pretend. I mean, <laughs> I, will, I, I will say he made some very odd facial hair and hair decisions for a famous person. Right? Yeah, the 2000s were rough on everybody's hair. Yeah. I mean, Christina Aguilera was like... Anyway rocking like really weird press in bedazzled moments. Britney's hair was literally running away from her. There was a lot of things happening at that time. 
That's fair. Any hoozle. We're going to hear a couple of more songs uh, from Neutral on Paul. If you're having a good time, please, 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 one, uh, join our Patreon because you'll see more of it later because we're going to film a a little backstage uh, exclusive. And go to PayPal and Venmo for Neutral on Paul. Send the fist bump and the eek emoji so they know you listen to the show and send some dollars their way. Uh, This is a couple more songs from Neutral (laughs) on Paul. Enjoy. God damn that guilt you put upon me Hang on your christening dress Coming with you and white army Smile and forsake the rest I'm out here amongst my people No need to pass a test Sacrifice no one Comfortable in this mess You got so much to lose So much to lose So much to so much to lose So much to lose So much to lose There's still some time to choose Some time to choose Some time to some time to choose Some time to choose Some time to choose Contact. We're not contractually obliged. I guess I'll see you when I see you. Keep on these separate lines. Goddamn the way I feel about me. You can be so proud of yourself. Decades of foolish manipulation I fold this hand I was dealt So we're gonna raise these babies Teach them how to be kind We'll show them all the love in the world Make sure they know they're fine You got so much to lose so much to lose, so much to so much to lose, so much to lose, so much to lose. There's still some time to choose, some time to choose, some time to some time to choose, some time to choose, some time to choose. I heard about limited contact. We're not contractually obliged. See you when I see you. Keep on these separate lines. Cool. Uh, next one I'm going to play is called uh, Plain Hearted Boys. And, um,. I wrote this kind of with my daughter in mind because I have a feeling she's going to be one of those um, that's very powerful and doesn't realize it. And I think a lot of young girls and women don't understand or recognize their power, which sounds, you know, whatever. Um, She had the best of intentions. 
Just never aim to destroy With their latest invention Dreams of plain-hearted boys Mama told her to chin up Her sister said to make noise Couldn't shelter or save them Dreams of plain-hearted boys they fell so far and they fell away They fell so high and they fell away Piles of handwritten letters Strategies underemployed Easy to string them along Dreams of plain-hearted boys she had him under her finger Weapons she could deploy She's crushed with the bat of an eye Dreams of plain-hearted boys They fell so high And they fell away They fell so high And they fell away all the hardback covers that she used to enjoy taught her how to dismantle dreams of plain-hearted boys it's a loose thread hanging all worked up and annoyed that she could pull and unravel dreams of plain-hearted boys fell so hard and they fell away they fell so hard and they fell away jazz hands Thank yay you. sorry my dog almost took me out just now she was asleep on my lap and as soon as she stopped playing she cut the shit out of my thigh. She was like, no. Oh <laughs> she my. bolted. <clears throat> come here, you want to see her? Come here. Cool. Here we go. Okay, now she would like to come back and formally apologize for bothering the podcast. Are you all right? No, never. She's full of woes and anxiety, but that's- I okay. see some shame. There's shame. That's good. You're obviously it's, a good mom parent or dog parent. Like, I mean- it's the Irish Catholic blood. It's just internalized guilt. It's okay. Um, oh, hi, Earl. Hi, Patty. Um, thanks again so much for everyone tuning in tonight. We really appreciate y'all. And uh, this has been Neutral and Paul. We, if you're having a good time, what the... F Sorry, my computer just showed me the most rant. Like, it just pulled up some email from Scott Collins. I'm like, is he here? What happened? Um, He's everywhere. <laughs> Yeah, he just everywhere. if he was behind me right now, it would not surprise me in the slightest bit. Uh, <laughs> no, we're here with uh, Neutral and Paul. If you're having a good time, please go to Venmo and PayPal and uh, hit the fist bump emoji with the eek emoji and send some money their way so they know you listen to the show. This is the segment of our show where I like to challenge you to a game. Um, obviously, your name is Neutral on Paul. Would you like to tell us where you got the name, where that originated? Yes, I will. Uh, so, um, <clears throat> so I live in Dripping Springs. I had a really good friend, uh, from high school move here. 
um, a few years back. And so we were doing one of those catch-ups over a very, very, very fast beer, going through like a roster of people that we, we both knew and liked. And we got to our friend Paul. Uh, his name is Paul Doherty, and he's the sweetest person on the planet. And uh, my friend Brandon, not Brandon Callies, other Brandon, uh, he and Paul are super close. So I asked, hey, how's Paul? Because I haven't talked to Paul in ages. And he was like, Paul's great. Everyone loves Paul. If you're neutral on Paul, fuck you, literally is what he said. So, <laughs> so I immediately was like, that's a really good name for a terrible band. And so I adopted it. Uh, that was, I guess, a year and a half, two, two years ago, maybe a little longer. And from there, started doing some demos and things like that and uh, just kind of rolled with the name. It was like one of those in-the-moment things and didn't look back. I didn't think about it either. So I don't know if it's good or bad. It's probably bad. No, that's great. You're like, this is, I like the organic yeah. nature in which it happens. Like I, I wanted you, <laughs> wouldn't it be just like, well, I like the way the words sound. Sure. That's sure. been an answer before. Trust and believe. Uh, we are going to quest, uh, uh, question your knowledge of famous Pauls. Um, the way that we would do this is I'm going to give you their birthday uh, and a little general quip from Wikipedia on who they are. I'm not going to give away the obvious, uh, you know, giveaways red herrings but okay we'll begin with i think this one might be the most difficult so we'll start with start with yeah i almost said start with her we're gonna start with him we'll start with her uh born june 13th in 1926 died uh january 11th in 1982 uh he was an american comedian voice artist and game show panelist as well as an actor um he's a character actor with a distinctively campy and snarky persona that often poked fun at his barely in the closet homosexuality. I have literally no clue. The okay, this this is why I said it's more difficult. He was a regular on the snack on the match game. I got nothing. Oh, literally ding, ding, nothing. ding. That is not a match. His name is Paul Lind, and he kind of talked like this, and he was a little crazy. If you have not seen videos of Paul Lind, highly recommend YouTube holding Paul Lind on the match game. He was undeniably one of the funniest people on that show. And he was one of the most, like, brave, again, like, barely in the closet homosexuality. We're talking 1960s match game 1960s 70s match game and this man was like blatantly making fun of his own gay ass happy pride to paul fucking lind in particular paul lind l-y-n-d-e youtube it it's you will you will be entertained for hours also the yes do it yes see there we go chris has shared it um the world famous drag queen Benda LaCreme impersonated Paul Lind on RuPaul's Drag Race, The Snatch Game, which is a female impersonation parody of the match game, and won Chef's Kiss. Great impersonation. Shout out to Benda LaCreme. Uh, the next Paul, born Paul Michael Slayton. It's not his stage name. Paul is his stage name, but he was born Paul Michael Slayton, uh, March 11th in 1981. Uh, better known by a stage name is an American rapper and occasional actor from Houston, Texas. Got it. I'm on it. Paul wall. Paul wall. It's the ice man. Paul wall. Yes. <laughs> you did I grew it up in Houston. I listened I to way too much Paul wall as a kid. I had to give you, I was like, we got to give him after Paul Lind. We got to give him a treat. Cause that's, uh, 
How many people are like puking that I know Paul Wall, but not Paul? <laughs> like, I mean, one is a multi. I'm. I was gonna be like multi platinum recording artist. There's absolutely no way Paul Wall is multi platinum. Uh, he spent most of his career affiliated with Swisher House Records. Yes, he did. There's no doubt about that. No doubt. Why Murphy's just coming? Sorry, my dog has been uh, sick all week and she's got a cough. So if you hear a dog hacking in the background. It's just the bat pig slowly exercising a demon from her body. So it's okay. I know. We, uh, we have a bull terrier. And so he's a pig shark is like what yes! they're affectionately known as. Pig shark. Honestly, that's genius. No. Okay. This one, um, uh, the, 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 my, my hint before going into this was I believe they were a contestant on the mass singer. Um, uh, born November 28th in 1949, a Canadian singer, composer, actor, author, comedian, and multi-instrumentalist who served as a late night musical director. Uh, got it. Paul Shear. So close. Paul Schaefer. Schaefer. Damn it. Yeah, it's exa- I knew what you were going for. I was like, I know he needs Paul, Paul Schaefer. The comedian with the gap in his teeth. God damn it. Yeah. And the bald dude is always wearing sunglasses inside. I'm like, do you have glaucoma or are you just always high? We may never know. I've never been more disappointed in myself in my life. This is it right here. Well, he ran uh, Late Night with David Letterman from 82 to 93. And then the Late Show from 93 to 2015. So, Jesus, he was on TV for 30 years. That's bad math is what that is but it was on tv for almost 40 years um oh bless him i'm pretty sure he was on the mass singer i'm pretty sure dude i i'm very disappointed in myself right now i was obsessed with letterman like as a kid i was like i was one of those where i was like trying to stay up to watch dave letterman to get away with it when i could you know what i mean was it for the comedy aspect or was it to watch paul schaefer uh, well, Dave, I mean, I thought David Letterman was just incredible. Like just oh, yeah. saying canned meat over and over and over again, things like that. Sure. Yeah, all of it. Bud Melman. Yes. I remember, I mean, I remember like watching them throw watermelons off the top of the roof and just thinking I have to go to New York so I can throw a watermelon because they do that there. This is great. Didn't yeah, do. New York City, the Big Apple and home of chucking a watermelon off of the Empire State Building. <laughs> That's what we do. Uh, I live for it. Um, this next one, uh, born uh, 17th of December in 1949, an English song uh, songwriter, singer, and multi-instrumentalist. In the 60s and 70s, he was the vocalist of uh, blank, blank, blank. Uh, yeah, sorry, it's two-word band name. Uh, after stints in two lesser-known bands in the 80s and 90s. He's British. I got nothing. His name is Paul Rogers, and he was uh, the vocalist for Free and Bad Company, and then he also uh, fronted The Firm and The Law. Yeah, I only listened to Ben Folds, so that's it. (laughs) Actually, no, when when I was researching earlier this week, it was, you had something that was like, Meets the shins. I was like, I love the shins. I do love the shins. (laughs) Oh, hands down. Uh, My Spotify, you know, the the Spotify does like, here's your star chart or whatever. Yeah. It was like, you listen to too much of the shins. Call your mom. Um, (laughs) uh, This next one. Okay. uh, Is an American actor, comedian, writer, producer, and entertainer born August 27th in 1952. Um, 
He joined the L.A. troupe of the Groundlings in the 70s and started his career as an improvisational comedian and stage actor, predominantly in children's entertainment. That's the hint. Also, he went to he got in trouble for maybe whipping his dick out at a porno theater. Oh, uh, oh, Pee Wee Herman. Uh, What's his name? His last name is a sandwich. His last name is a sandwich. Can you get there? Paul Tuna? Like, I don't <laughs> I can't remember his name. You're like Paul, Paul Waldorf chicken salad, Paul Philly cheesesteak. His, his name is Paul, his name is Paul Rubens. <laughs> Paul Tuna? <laughs> I'm calling him Paul Muffaletta from now on. It's a- oh my God, what if? Paul Meatball Grinder. Uh, no, that's pretty great. Uh, apparently, uh, in 1982, Rubens began appearing in a show about a character he had been developing for years. The show was called P.B. Herman Show and ran for five sold out months. But I love that, like, they just put, was P.B. Herman only a five month thing? Did people not? My mom would not let me watch P.B. Herman. Like, she must have known it was coming. Like, I have no I was like, he gives, he gives pretty steady creep vibes. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't see it. I mean, I mean, I, I vaguely remember, like, them going to the Alamo in a movie or something. But other than that, I was pretty out of it. Once again, just Ben Folds. That's it. I mean, like the man wore the same suit every day. He's a sociopath yeah. at that point. Um, I own a lot next... of black t-shirts though. I don't know. Yeah, but you wear, you have a lot. You know, <laughs> you open Pee Wee Herman's closet and it was the same suit. One. Yeah. Terrifying. Get out of the house. There are kids buried underneath the floorboards. Run. Um, this next one. Born Stanley Burt Eisen on January 20th, 1952, is an American musician, singer, songwriter, and painter. Didn't know this part, but it kind of makes sense. Best known uh, for being the rhythm guitarist and co-lead vocalist of this rock band. And I think when I read painter, I immediately thought like canvas painting, but he is also pretty good at makeup. So I don't know that. I'm so lost. It, Paul Shear? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Paul, Paul Rubens again. It's actually Paul Stanley oh, uh, or, or the oh, star child. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, it kind of makes sense if he was a good painter. What if he was the guy that's like, what if we paint her face? Yeah. Okay. And Gene Simmons like, all I can do is really bad blown out mascara. And he's like, great. That's great. We'll just do that. People just... love Kiss. I do not understand it. I don't get it either. I have a good friend that I made, a, I was in a movie with and he's obsessed with Kiss and I, he's from Wichita, Kansas. That I understand. If you're not from Wichita, Kansas or some bum fuck nowhere town and you like Kiss still, please write in the comments who your therapist is and why they are doing you wrong like that. It's not right. Ugh. I second I mean, that. <laughs> also like, I mean, I feel like Paul Stanley's probably a nice guy. Gene Simmons, dick, Seems total like dick. Asshole. Yeah. No way he's a nice guy. Absolutely no way. Um, We have two more. Okay. This next one, um, middle name William, not that that matters. Uh, September 12th, 1973, died November 30th, 2013, uh, was an American actor, social activist, and philanthropist. Um, He began his career as a child actor in the 70s and 80s, but gained recognition in the early 90s after appearing in a very popular franchise. Hot guy, real hot guy. Hot guy. What the fuck is his name? It's Paul. Mm-hmm. Uh, hot Paul. It's hot Paul. I don't know. It's hot Paul. 
Um, the irony is that he plays a driver in these movies. His name is Paul Walker. Uh, <laughs> Paul yeah. Walker, this mosquito right in front of my camera is a hate crime. Get out. What are you doing? I left my windows open for too long today, fellas. It's June. Texas yeah. summer is upon us. Yeah, Paul Walker. Uh, I never saw one of those Fast and the Furious movies. Never. But he was a smoke show, total smoke show, that guy. Yeah, absolutely stunning individual, but like kind of the striking where you're like, is he going to like kill me or I don't know. But um, yeah, apparently uh, what uh, the only scene from a Fast and Furious movie that I have seen was the it's like Fast and Furious seven or something dumb and Ludacris and Tyrese are standing behind a barbecue grill. And Tyrese is like flipping burgers and the rock comes in like, uh, you better, uh, Oh, you're here. Better guard all the girls or whatever. And it was like an improvised moment where Tyrese is like, you better guard that bald ass forehead and ludicrous like chokes on his beer and they kept it in the movie <laughs> hard. That maybe is the only friendship. That's why people watch fast and the furious. Apparently they're all really good friends. I've only seen three amigos. That's it. And anchorman. That's Those are the two movies I've seen. That's it. It's yeah. It's just those on repeat. Yeah, that's it. Oh, Van Wilder. I saw Van Wilder, but that's it. Oh, come on. Yeah, that's a classic. Well, like early Ryan Reynolds when he was like a little baby. Also a smoke show. Oh, yeah. Hands yeah. down. Even in Just Friends when he's like a fat dude. Sure. Smoke show. Bill Woodbang. Yeah. Uh, the final one, uh, born April 6, 1969, is an American actor, comedian, writer and film producer. Uh, studied at the theater, studied theater at the University of Kansas. Uh, and the American Academy of Dramatic Arts before making his acting debut in 1992 with NBC's drama series called Sisters. Also, this man does not age. Uh, oh. Born in 1969, looks 29 all the time. Is it Paul Rudd? Yeah, it is. Oh, he, oh uh, so adorable, Paul Rudd. He's, he's adorable. If you told me that he was almost like 30 years older than me, I would absolutely not believe you in the slightest bit. He's never aged. One of my favorite pastimes is, is confirming my wife's attract attraction to famous people. I love it. I, I, I mean, it's great. Good for you, Paul Rudd for being so funny and absolutely adorable. Just the most precious human being. Also, when the Royals won the World Series the last time, he invited everybody over to his mom's house and it actually happened. That's great. <laughs> Like, I mean, that's a good dude. It's a good dude. It's a good Judy. Also, yeah, if you can look exactly the same alongside Alicia Silverstone in the 90s, and then 30 years later, Alicia Silverstone looks like your mother or your babysitter, holy shit. <laughs> uh, I still, to this day, every once in a while, I've seen one other movie. I have seen Wet Hot American Summer. I will, I will, I will kiss my wife and be like, you taste like a burger. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I've totally forgotten. He plays such a good douche in that movie. Damn it. All right. Well, you totally won. We weren't keeping score, but you absolutely won since you're only one playing. You won. Who's that, Paul? And it was Paul Wall at least once. So that's a plus. Uh, (laughs) If y'all, we're about to give you your last song and then cut the live feed and then record an exclusive for you. So this is your time while you're listening to Paul Wall. Just kidding. While you're listening to Neutral and Paul. You can join our Patreon for as little as a dollar. And then in a couple of days, you'll get to see this exclusive content. It will be so fun. And if you are already out there just spending money on quality entertainment, you might as well tip Tom on, at, at Neutral on Paul on PayPal and on Venmo and use the fist bump and the eek emoji so they know you listen to this 
show. We're going to listen to one more song in the live stream from Neutral and Paul. Uh, comment below if you have any questions before we do the closer and uh, enjoy this last song. Cool. No stranger to the negative thoughts creeping into my brain. And it doesn't matter how you rationalize it, everyone functions the same. We'll take a beat, take a breath, take a moment, straighten out in your lane. It's not easy to love yourself, man, everyone functions the same. Well, everyone functions the same. Don't beat yourself up, kid. Don't beat yourself up It's fine if you get a pass Everyone needs love We'll take a beat, take a breath, take a moment Straighten out in your lane Not easy to love yourself, man Everyone functions the same Everyone functions the same I see a dragon with that hangdog look Frown on like a stain I can't help to think that you're my mirror And I can't look away We'll take a beat, take a breath, take a moment Straighten out in your lane Not easy to love yourself, man Everyone functions the same Everyone functions the same well, everyone functions the same. Well, everyone functions the same. Everyone functions the same. So don't be yourself up, kid. Don't be yourself up. It's fine if you get a pass. Everyone needs love. Take a beat, take a breath, take a moment. Straighten out in your lane Not easy to love yourself, man Everyone functions the same Well, everyone functions the same Everyone functions the same well, Everyone functions the same well, Everyone functions the same <laughs> Come on, jazz hands. <laughs> Thank you so much to Tom Lamb of Neutral and Paul for being here tonight on our live stream. Appreciate you, man. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. It was fun. Absolutely. Um, as my dog, you're just an attention hog today. Um, Murphle and I would like to tell all of the patrons and people watching on Facebook that we love you and we miss you. We can't wait to get back into person and to hang out with you and do another live show with y'all. But we're going to cut this feed and record some exclusive content for y'all. So stay tuned and tip Tom on Venmo at Neutral on Paul and on PayPal. Use the fist bump and the eek emoji. Thanks again. And we'll see you next week with uh, Armadillo Road. So Join us again. Awesome. Bye. Thank you. Okay. Head over to CIMP.live and get your bonus videos, photos, merch, and more. And remember, give the podcast a five-star rating. Every rating helps these artists get discovered by new fans. Find all the full videos and past podcasts at musicfirsthand.live. Thanks for listening. See you next time.